times, but we wanted to record because this, these are weird times. And I, I feel like, um, you know, you know having I hate, some... hate that, right? I already what? said this to you. The, the, the phrase, we're living in weird times or odd times, or these are strange times, or I yeah. hate it. Hate yeah, it. I well, unfortunately, it's kind of true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I mean, I thought, you know, we we need to try to keep recording going, even though we can't do it in person, really. I mean, we could, but, you know, I'm not sure if this is considered... A, well, actually, you know what? I would say this podcast is an essential service, John. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> no, I've... Um, you know, that's one thing that's, I think, for people who listen to podcasts that, that keeps things feeling kind of normal is, at least for the podcasts that, are, that can still be produced, which... Seems to be a lot of them. Um, it's a, it's a sense of it's it's a little touchstone, or you know, it's something that makes us gives us a sense of normalcy. I'd say there's you know, something in that. that you, so that's why I thought, well, we need to figure that we need to we need to get this remote Skype thing going again, so we can uh, keep going. But you're assuming yeah. people actually want to hear from us. Well, that's that's <laughs> their decision, not mine. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I know. I'm always self deprecating, aren't I? Yep. So you, so the county, so our, we both live in Texas. Texas mm-hmm. is not on like a total lockdown, but it's on, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to restrict if you can. Your county that you live in is on a lockdown, right? Yeah. It started like at 11 something last night, 1130, I think last night. Yeah. So you're really not supposed to go anywhere unless it's for essential things. Of course, we've gone um, out today or my wife has. Um, no, our no. puppy got stabbed in the eye by her finger. <laughs> And we had to take him to the vet, <clears throat> which is weird oh. because they had her sit out in the parking lot, call. They went and picked him up, took him inside, and she had to sit in the car. And then when they were done with him, they called her to take payment and everything. And then they brought him out. Jeez. That's, I don't know, the seems insane. Um, so the counties that I live and work in are not, un- well, I take that back. Um, well, currently are still not under any kind of lockdown, but... Uh, Denton County is going to lockdown. Uh, they just announced that earlier today, and that, I don't know when that starts tomorrow. Maybe is that? And I live in Denton you County. In Denton, yeah, I barely. So I I now live like barely in Denton County. I used to live barely in Collin County. Um, now I live barely in Denton County, and so I guess that that applies to me. But I work. My office is in Collin County. So, and we're not in under any kind of lockdown. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still in the office. Um, and I keep thinking, man, should I just take, th- I'm, I'm afraid that though, if I move all my stuff home, it's like, it's just like permanent. It's like, I don't know. That's hard to come back from. I mean, it's not permanent, but it's just like giving in or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. And I'm I really, think, I'm think really scared to be stuck in the house. Are you th- is there fear that you wouldn't be able to, you would just like it at home and not go back no, to the no. office? Or- <laughs> no, not at all. I don't know. I, I think I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of being stuck at home. It drives me nuts. That's why I have you know, somewhere that I like to go work at, but I don't know. We're all adjusting. So I'm going to, I'm going to move some stuff, take some stuff home with me today so that I can work from home tomorrow if I need to. The problem is like, you know, I got to have good ergonomics and that means bringing my chair home and my desk home and all kinds of stuff. Computer stand. It's a lot of junk. Yeah. It's all the so things we'll we've amassed over the years of working remotely um, just to make our lives a little bit easier. I started seeing all these ads for 
kind of organizing applications and to-do applications. And I remember when I first started working from home, I was into all of those. And I spent a lot of money on little apps here and there thinking they were going to help me stay organized and be productive mm. and motivated. And it was a waste of money. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you have uh, things? I still have things. I, yeah. I, I use it now. I kind of force myself to use it because I spent so much money on it. And I think I still spend money on it because I have a subscription. Um, I like it for things that I want to keep track of um, randomly. But I'm not really using it to its full potential. Yeah. So it's a bit I just find that a, a system of, you know, a couple of two or three notes works for me. Like I have a note that's, uh, that's like current projects I'm working on. And then I'll have a note of like, I always keep a note of this called stuff to bring to the office. And then I have a note called stuff to bring home. <laughs> and, you know, usually there's nothing in those notes. But if I think of something, I'll put it in one of those notes. And then I know, you know, I, I don't know. This is how I work. And yeah. you know, my, I think my life is simple enough that, that seems to be fine. I, I read the whole getting things done and, and you know, if, if you're someone who that works for you and you can stick to it, that's great. I mean, and, and that's for, I think that system is really for people who do have just a ton of random stuff going on in their life. And I think, it, I mean, it's, it's a good system to deal with that. It's really complex, but it's, you know, really complicated problems need kind of complex solutions. So that's fine. It's just, I don't think I have that complex of a problem. So th I never stuck to the, those types of organization systems. Let's do that. Uh, what was what that tomato thing? That What is that? It's, it's part of some that. program. I forgot what it's called, but it, there was a tomato or something where you would block off your day and you would work a certain amount of time and you would take a break or something. It was weird. Oh, like the, yeah, they call it like the Pomodoro technique. Which there you go. Pomodoro. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's Italian for tomato, but yeah. Is that I, is that related to like GTD? I don't think it is. It's just a, I think that's just a way of making sure you take breaks, keep keep yourself healthy. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was. I remember I did it for a while, but it and it it helped. It it helped a little bit, but ultimately it just came down to just managing my schedule a little bit better, um, having less stuff to do. I don't know. I don't know how else to say that. I yeah. think what it was is I was trying to solve the the symptoms. I was way too busy. I was I had way too much on my plate, and I was trying to organize it and manage it using these tools. When the reality is, I needed to take some things off my plate. Well, so you're you know you're used to working remotely. Has any has this changed anything for you? The COVID lockdown. No, in fact, I feel really fortunate because I see these pictures and these memes of people setting up desks on their. I don't know, windowsill and kitchen tables and just being really creative. But I'm fortunate enough that I have a custom-built office for me. So I've got my office, my desk, my computer, all my ergonomics, um, my bar behind me. I've, I'm pretty much well set up for it. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing's really changed. But the only thing that has changed is just the fact that kids are home and, you know, when they're done with their schoolwork and everything, they're running around being crazy because they can't go anywhere. That's That's another new problem for working at home is the kids are at home. I mean... Yeah, this is this. Yeah, it's th that's one of the biggest challenges for me. I think it's going to be. But anyway, well, speaking of this, like, do you um, what do you do? You have any tips for people, John? Like, what you, since you're uh, you're already a, an expert remote worker, like, how, I guess for people who aren't used to this, what are they? How, what should they be thinking about, or what uh, pro tips would you have for people? Well, definitely don't waste your money on a bunch of to do apps. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just open up a notepad and, you know, <laughs> just do that. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I always say, because it was the biggest thing I had to learn, was to have a normal schedule. I mean, meaning 
get yourself up at a decent time. Don't snooze it and then go straight to your desk. Get yourself up. If you can get a workout, if you're not that kind of person, which I haven't been lately, um, try to get a shower, change your clothes and get ready for the day. Don't sit in your PJs all day because it, it really does change your mindset um, whenever you get yourself ready for the day. Yeah, that's I would agree with that. Um, some people think that they've got, uh, you know, the a mental uh, capacity to not have to do that or the, the power, but whatever. No, because the days tend to just kind of blend together. You're not as motivated as you would be. You're still in your PJs. You feel like you're still sleepy and tired. I found that if I get up and do something, you know, even if it's just get up and sit down and have a cup of coffee and turn on the TV and news before I even sit and look at my email, you know, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big difference for me than to just come straight into my office right after getting out of bed and, and working. Uh, just mentally, it's just been it's just been easier to handle. Yeah, and that ties into uh, I think another uh, recommendation, which would be you know to you know if you're using Zoom or Slack or any of these things or Teams, um, you know use your video if you can. Uh, it helps people stay connected in a time where you know we're we're so physically disconnected. Um, that's kind of nice. But you know, if you're greasy and you're, you haven't combed your hair or whatever, then that's you know, <laughs> maybe you probably are not going to want to turn your video on, and maybe you shouldn't. Well, that was another thing is is I would I didn't used to get dressed. I used, I would stay in my pajamas, and then you know, like you would call me up and say, "Hey, let's meet up for lunch." I'm like, "Oh crap! I got to go take a shower." It was much easier to 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 be available for those random lunch you know lunch requests or go meet up or go run an errand when I was ready for the day. Obviously, it's a different situation these days, but. Yeah, and and I, you know what, I have one major because there's you know you've seen these everywhere. I mean, everyone's got you know tips and suggestions for how to get through this, which is great. My my main one because I'm not sure if people are saying this or not, but this just because we're and I would say once you know once you once everyone's got set up and you've you kind of got into a routine and how your team works and everything, make sure you're not having meetings that just should be emails or done in Slack. Uh, oh, people yeah. still need to get work done. They still need to have their their flow and their their concentration time. So be careful with the meetings. Don't over meeting everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. In fact, I had to turn my zoom off today just cause I'm trying to get into some code. Actually, I'm trying to reverse engineer some code. It's in Java, which is not my first language. And, um, it's tough to concentrate when someone's pinging you all the time. And it, it might just be yeah. an innocent question or something like that. I just, I just needed the deep work time. Well, do we have any, uh, What's going on in the Salesforce world? Anything? What? Let's, I guess let's talk about how this is affecting Salesforce. So they um, have they really said that much? I mean, I know they Benny also sent out the the email to all his uh, stakeholders. The letter to our customers. <laughs> yeah, should have said stakeholders. You know what I hate about that is um, I think on the link on the email link to this letter, it had the uh, tracking on it. So whenever you leak, no, of course you it opened did. it, it had, I'm like, couldn't you just, just <laughs> tracking don't track pixel? Me. <laughs> no, <laughs> John, you're talking to the CEO. You're talking about the CEO of Salesforce.com, uh, the, the 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 company that helps people track people. So yeah, but there's other. So you. in that article itself, it has links to like the the data resources or that those graphs from Tableau that they put together, which I think are pretty cool. Uh, the link to Quip to to basically use Quip for free for a while. Um, the link to all their trail mixes, none of those have tracking on. They're just so maybe links. now, maybe now there will actually be people who use Quip. No, a lot of people use Quip, I think. 
Uh, John, I, I can't tell if my jokes just go right over your head or if you intentionally uh, disavow them. <laughs> they're they're going to use Quip for Quibi. <laughs> yeah, how'd you like that? Uh, what is Quibi? That's a new service? I saw that. Yeah, it's um, a new new kind of, I guess you watch videos for, I think they're less than 10 minutes or something. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I thought it was like a TV service. <clears throat> Not that I know of. Okay. I've just seen the ads on YouTube and they're pretty entertaining. <clears throat> so it stuck with me. So, I mean, it seems like though, you know, in general, I mean, in terms of being a customer of Salesforce, it seems business as usual. I mean, I, I don't interact with Salesforce, people at Salesforce that much in terms of like, you know, my, what do they call them? Account exec or anything like that. So, but I would assume Salesforce is set up to, to do this remotely pretty well. So I would think that, you know, AEs and support people are doing their job. They're just doing it from home. Um, so it seems, it seems pretty normal. I haven't, you know, it's not any slower than what it usually is. It's not any faster than what it usually is. So it's about normal. Yeah. It's kind of the good thing about it, right? It's that it's just, it's always been online and you've always been able to work with it remotely. And well, someone asked, um, I've been thinking about Dreamforce, but you know, that's months off, right? November. I hadn't even thought of trail. Uh, what's it called? Trailhead DX, you know, what's. Yeah, trail headaches. Um, that's normally spring or summer, right? Yeah, I thought it was usually. Well, yeah, I think it's usually around the March, April time frame, right? I could. So that's wrong. that's. Um, yeah, I'm assuming it's just on happening. on hold or hiatus or whatever. Um, I don't even know that I'd want to go to Dreamforce either. Well, I mean, would you ever want to go to Dreamforce? No, but I mean, we all hear about okay. the the Dreamforce flu. We've all I've gotten it before. Um, much less during a year where an actual illness is going around. I think we ha I think we'll have to eradicate this virus before anyone's going to go to any conferences. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you what do you, do you like? I haven't been able to attend any virtual conferences, but I wonder. I mean, is is it the same? Have people who have done it like? Because I know London Calling went went to virtual. I'm kind of curious what people's ex experiences are with that, and if it's a good or bad thing. Because I've always thought. Um, us as a community, the Good Day Sir community, would we could possibly do a, a conference, but I never wanted it to be an in-person. I wanted it to be a virtual. Do you remember um do you remember Second Life? The game? Um uh, I guess it was a game that that virtual reality you know system. Yeah. It was big in I don't know, was that ten years ago? Yeah. They should um they should have conferences and that kind of thing. Because I, what I was just thinking was, I mean, I've seen these, I, I've never attended one, but these virtual conferences that are, that are designed from the get go to be virtual. Mm -hmm. And, and I've heard people say that, oh yeah, and it was, it was pretty good, but you know, you don't, you don't get as much of that, just the hallway running into people, hallway conversation stuff. But if you right. did it in like a virtual, a second world or second life, whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> second life, is that it? Uh, yeah. Then you, you would be virtually walking down the halls to different rooms and you would run into people. Uh, and you could have you know, those hallway conversations. You know what, Jeremy? That's our next business idea. <laughs> VR <laughs> many <laughs> software. Yeah. Uh, you know, many people have, I mean, Second Life was was huge. And I, I've i heard of ones, heck, the guy that wrote the, um, what's the, uh, the book that everyone re reads that's become uh, cliche now. That's um, the, the Lean Startup. Mm. That guy's company, Eric Reese, I think his name. They did, they did something like that, some kind of, you know, second world or alternate world VR thing. And I don't know, I actually think it failed. So maybe you shouldn't follow his business advice. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about sitting in, in a room with a monitor and a mouse and a keyboard. I'm talking about VR headset 
situation. No, I mean, I'd, I'm, I'm not, not talking about that. I'd be open to that. That'd be cool. Can you, do you, do you sit down next to people, I guess, in a, in a, you know, in the, in the speaking meeting rooms or whatever they're called, like normal, you have to find a seat and sit down and. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> There'd be capacity and everything. You couldn't get into a room if there's too many people in it, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that, so back- that's what forces those hallway conversations. The fact that not everybody can get in and people are standing around and yep. checking their phone and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what people do. Oh, I mean, but here's the question: if, Okay, if it's a VR conference and Benioff is in it, would he still have virtual security guards around him? Um, that's a good question. I don't know because I maybe so because you could harass him virtually. That's true. Tackle him, give him a big bear hug. Wouldn't it be cool if it since you can kind of choose your your avatar, you know what they would look like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what would people's avatars be? I think you. I, oh. w- I would want the rule of you have to use your Talk real, of, you know, know, real that, avatars. This, VR would be the ultimate equalizer because whatever you identify as, you make your avatar that, and that's what you are. You see how this is perfect for the yeah, modern day? Yeah. Yep. I'm onto something here. I need to yep. build this. Yeah, and um, what? How? How do we identify our, our pronouns in this second life system? I mean, you wouldn't have to. You just your avatar would look like whatever you want to be represented as that day. I don't think it's that simple, John. Yeah. No, I mean, just because I, I might look like I'm, you know, a man, but maybe I don't want to be called he him. Right. Well, I guess you you would just design your avatar to have your badge. I don't know. I don't know. There's things to work out here. There's devils in the details yeah, we, for sure. There, there, there are some things we need to work out. I think out I'm in on this, the right I, track here. A, I think it's a solid plan. This is. Uh, I feel like this is. A business opportunity. We were just talking about earlier today. We had a we had a business meeting about you know ways we might build to like uh, extend uh, you know like new lines of service or something to to deal with how business is going to be changed over the next however long this is going to be. Maybe this is it. Well, I do think I that think, I think I think we're onto something. I, I think that I think the this is forcing the world to consider virtual means, and I think I think a lot of these virtual environments are going to s- remain. If I could say that right, yeah. I mean, I, I we we looked at how you know different issues in the past that affected travel behaviors and habits and how that changed the industries. And I think this is going to be another one of those points in time where it changes the future of everything. I think we will see more remote working. We will see more you know virtual conferences and meetings and things. Um. So uh, you probably saw this, but the you know the EU has been, I guess, asking all these different video services to lower their bit rates or their resolution and therefore bit rate. Yeah, that's uh, kind of save on it's bandwidth. pave the way for legislation. Um, well, that- YouTube, I just this just just in, YouTube is now reducing quality on worldwide videos. Yeah. I wonder if that affects so we have YouTube TV as our TV service. I wonder if it affects that. Yeah, it's that but you know the whole sort of streaming, isn't it? <laughs> there there's a some kind of odd irony to the EU slowing down, you know, these certain types of services, mm-hmm. which is, you know, EU was all in on, um, you know, net neutrality. That's their, they, they, they have net neutrality, but they're having to, they're having to turn, they're having to do away with net neutrality for this. This is the opposite of net neutrality. 
Yeah, but I think the point is that you know this is kind of a unique situation. There should be an allowance for 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 no. For that. So it's it's good except when it's not convenient. Then it's no longer ideal. Okay. No, so not, so not, not having that. net neutrality actually uh, is a beneficial thing. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's not <laughs> beneficial. So why? <laughs> I don't know. You you got me. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I'm trying to rationalize is there are unique situations that happen, and they should be the sure. exception, not the rule. Uh, and I think this is one of those exceptions, not the rules. No, I mean the rules. The rules should the be net neutrality. I don't. I don't think we should be throttling <laughs> connections and all that kind of stuff. But in, in a time where bandwidth becomes scarce and we need certain industries to have access to that bandwidth, it might be okay to to stream your your uh, Netflix videos at a lower bit rate. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I hope I hope um, I feel like this country has a ton of bandwidth though. I don't know why I don't know why they're doing this. I haven't noticed any problems. Yeah, I think in general we have a well, I, I don't know I don't know about the EU and what their situation is in terms of competition and how many different providers they have. And we seem to have them by the dozen, so I don't know. I have one provider I can use at my house. That I, yeah, that but I they, all, they all kind of have this kind of coopetition thing with, with towers and infrastructure and things where they kind of basically lease some of their infrastructure to each other as a way to save money. Well, then why don't I have more than one provider? Shouldn't I have, if, if they're leasing it to someone else, shouldn't I then see that as an offering? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's just like sharing the line or something. I don't know. It's something weird. I, I, someone explained it to me one time. I wasn't paying full attention, so I could be speaking out of my butt. <laughs> okay. I but think, I think it's similar I think, I think to, to like how power, like you can have different power companies, but they're all using the same lines to get power to your house or whatever. It's just who's monitoring it, something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I only have one provider, but it is one gigabit service. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if, you know, that in terms of like what's being taxed internet wise, like, or stressed, which part, I don't know if it's at the edge or maybe it's more, at, you know, core parts of, you know, the internet exchanges and things, because I, I got no problem. I can still do a speed test and it's like 999 meg or something like that. That's because you're richy rich Audi guy who. It's the 1% of everything. I mean, my service is like 70 bucks a month, so. Dude, I don't have the connection that you have. (laughs) (laughs) I get like maybe 100 megabits or something up. Yeah, but I remember when you first got that though, John, that was the, that was massive. That's when everyone else had like 25 megabits. You had 100. That was massive. No, no, it's only been recently. Even when I had Fios and I had Fiber, it wasn't that high. I think it was like capped at 50. Mm. That was still a big deal though. It was. Yeah, I, felt, 50? I felt awesome at yeah. the time, but <laughs> I felt awesome. <laughs> it was just me on the internet, and my kids have iPads and everything, and everyone's eating yeah. up all my bandwidth. Ah, you still have plenty. No, I'm a bandwidth anyway. order. I, I stockpile it right next to my my pallets of toilet paper. Yeah, that's you. You're that guy, aren't you? I'm that guy. Well, um, do we have any? news or or topics i mean i did want to talk about you know just how is this affecting salesforce for everyone but i haven't heard much have have you heard much or has it you know you notice anything different no 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 major outages nothing okay. nothing major happening no, not even anything coming through on the news feed other than you know the constant news cycle of you know we're asking people to work from home and blah 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 and we care and we're donating this and we're donating that aren't we good people that kind of stuff yep um but from a um, topic wise, this is actually more of a throwaway because I finally did get into some TDTM stuff. Um, it's not too bad. Oh, okay, it's kind of yeah. cool, cool to work with. 
I mean, you have to, you, you plug in this interface, and you you it's not the best interface, and the methods nope. aren't laid out the best way, but it does its nope. job. Um, yeah. I, I wish that the table that you managed or orchestrated the order of which everything ran was metadata versus a table, because then you can't deploy it. You'd have to manually create it or have some script that creates those records for you. But it's not not a bad little tool. Um, but I did want to share something funny, and that is. Uh, Google TDTM and you get something different. No, no. I'm not. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. It's nothing bad. It's just the acronym okay. itself is, is shorthand for talk dirty to me. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so when I was Googling TDTM, I'm trying to get some more information. I was like, talk dirty to me. <laughs> uh, okay. I just put I was... TDTM on all my classes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's um, you know, some engineer at Salesforce. Maybe that's like their joke to the world. Yeah, maybe. What, so what does it stand for? Table-driven something management? Table-driven trigger management, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I like talk That's a mouthful. <laughs> that sounds better. And of course, everything's prefixed, TDTM, because there are no namespaces. Oh, really. can I go on a rant about namespaces? Sure. Because I've That's had to interact for. with some namespaces recently. Um, so what kind of namespaces are we talking about? These are inconsiderate namespaces, I'll call them. Okay. Um, because these suckers are f- anywhere from 10 to 15 characters long as a namespace. Well, I mean, there's a lot of namespaces out there. So you, it's getting to where you have to have longer and longer and longer ones. Oh, but it's so annoying. So you have a 15-character namespace. Add in the double it, underscore that you need to have, have on that. So now you've got 17 characters. And then if you properly name your things so that they make sense, you have this string that's probably anywhere from 30, what, 20 to 30 characters long. And I'm supposed to type that out every time. Um, not only that, I like my code to read and look a certain way. And methods, you know, whenever they get too long, I, I wrap them. And if if they're wrapping, I'm, I kind of feel like maybe I'm doing something wrong or I'm naming things a little bit too too wrongly. But with these things, there's no there's no out. You basically have to have these long function names or these long yeah. you know method names or whatever. So I ended up on a lot of them wrapping them with classes just so I can have simpler. Um, naming of things and very and um uh, readability stuff yeah <clears throat> i think that's fine i mean first of all um things i'm okay with let's just put the namespace thing aside for a second i'm okay with long names for things especially when the name is really uh like what's the word revelatory of what the thing does and if it's got a long scope so you know classes that are um that are publicly accessible or even, you know, uh, public methods in, in, in classes that are, that are kind of used around the world type of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm okay with long method names in those cases. I mean, obviously things that are local or have really short scope, you know, you can keep those small. Um, that helps a lot, but in general, um, yeah, name line breaks are better than lines that go on like way past the 100th column, you know, no, feel free to, don't, don't feel don't feel oh that's yeah that's even that's pretty tough i, I switched to 100 a long time ago because you know with modern uh, modern resolutions and big these big screens we have you know 80 seems ridiculously no, restrictive I'm, stick, I'm sticking with 80 because i'm gonna start coding in my ipad pro and i need 80 i mean that goes back to like green screen terminal days the whole 80 thing <laughs> yeah but i, I think 80 is good i mean it, it seems like it's a page of paper that i can read and if it's that long, I probably should indent it. Mm. Or at least new line yeah. it. 
Well, I mean, I guess I think the point is whether it's 80 or 100, I, I don't know. I've seen people go past 100 too, but what, whatever it is, like make it reasonable. You still want to, you know, whatever it takes to not have to do horizontal scrolling. Mm -hmm. um, that's what you want. You know, horizontal scrolling is a major, major no-no. Oh, I can tell you the reason I do 80. <laughs> and that's because I use split window all the time. So yeah. in my IDE, I always have at least minimum two, sometimes three uh, panes open. God, what are you doing? It's like that scene in the Matrix. Well, a lot of times the first pane is my project. So I have all my files in there and that's pretty small. And then I'll have my class file. And then a lot of times I'll either have um, utility class files or test class files in that third pane. And that way I can see everything at once. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we have we have a little bit of news. Uh, one thing I wanted to just mention, because I thought it was, it's, this is always funny to watch this, but the Defense Department wants to reconsider that $10 billion cloud computing that, uh, contract that they gave to Microsoft. So they're actually having to, like, I don't know if they're having to, like, sue, or I noticed they had to file some legal process with some judge. And they said um, that, they, they, that there was an error in the analysis of the bid. <laughs> so the Pentagon is requesting the court give the case back to the Department of Defense for 120 days to, quote, reconsider certain aspects of the challenged agency decision. Is that because Amazon tried to sue them? Was it Amazon? Yeah, I mean yeah. Amazon. I mean, of course, they made a big made a big stink about it because they're saying it was unfair. I don't know something that Trump doesn't like uh, Bezos, and I don't know. Mm. So, who could ever hate Amazon? Oh, I know. Who could ever hate Bezos? He's our he's our uh, provider of all services these days. Oh, I know. I, I've been. Uh... I'm on the verge of trying to figure out what my new security system is going to be. And I can either go ring or, uh, which is Amazon. And what's the other yep. one? I think nest. Um, has a, has nest. One. And that's, that's yeah. Google, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. I figured, I figured I might go with ring since I do get a lot of Amazon packages that maybe they'll have, you know, really good doorbell cameras that recognize packages and people and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, there are, if you, if you really are concerned, there are definitely alternatives to those two. You can run it all yourself, you know, buy these. Well, that's, what the I, that's what I want to do because I've, I've signed on with a service now, but they don't maintain the equipment. And I'd basically just have to buy new equipment and it's kind of a shitty situation. I'd rather just own it and maintain it myself. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You just have to have something that is constantly recording video from your cameras and doing things. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing is having a cloud service behind it so you can get access to it remotely. Yep. Hence, you know, my dilemma of spring or, I'm sorry, spring. Spring? Sling. No. Spring. Sing. Ring. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Still on your first drink, John? I got there. Huh? Okay. You still on your first drink? Yeah. Okay. It's just hot mm -hmm. in my house. Usually, it usually takes more than one drink for the words to start getting that difficult. But <laughs> I'm All tired. Right. Um, I'm tired because see. my son decided to crawl into bed in the middle of the night and kick me out. Oh, I don't tolerate that. Yeah, well, yeah, daddy, daddy needs to sleep. I found fortunately I got sleep last night. Night before, not so much. I, I'm on this. I'm on this thing now where I'll I'll have a good night's sleep. Therefore, the next night. I can't get to sleep or I can't stay asleep because I was so well rested from the night before. 
So, the, so then the next day I'm like tired all day, can barely make it through the day. And then I sleep really well that night because I'm so exhausted. So it's like I have to be extremely exhausted in order to be able to sleep more than five hours. What's that called? Uh, over exhaustion or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Over overtiredness. Is that a thing that adults have? I know kids haven't. Oh, I know I get it where I'm just exhausted. I'm tired, but I'll go to bed and lay there and stare at the ceiling. Mm. Yeah, but that's not what I've got, though. That The only time I can sleep more than five hours is when I'm exhausted. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, a, uh, Salesforce has hired a new CEO of its India business, which I guess it has um, a company. It has established in India. So there's a, yeah, the CEO of, I guess, Salesforce India? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That that actually was a re-announcement because I thought I saw that like two weeks ago and then I saw it again in the feed. Um, let's see, what was the announcement? Uh, was it the UK CEO? Um, but there's, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about this person. Who was it? So, oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Arundhati Bhattacharya. Uh, um, but apparently she's a banker. Like some, you know, powerful banker. And a lot of people aren't crazy about this hire for Salesforce. And that it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a, a um, a trend for Salesforce to hire these bankers as CEOs. So I don't know. Interesting. What is do the we know what uh, did, it, did it say? No. Um, well, I mean, I think people's, I don't know, people's objections are that, you know, just the, um, you know, is, is a banker the best person to, <laughs> to hire to run Salesforce? And also there's just some um, some corruption thoughts around some of these people. Mm. Um, but that's possibly why Salesforce hired them because, I mean, India is, um, from what I understand, a pretty notoriously corrupt just system overall. And maybe it's, maybe that's how you have to do business in that in certain countries is you have to, you have to play that game. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hire someone that's got, that's powerful, that can get things done. Um, and a lot of times that involves corruption. Yeah. I mean, this is business. This is how business works <laughs> to some degree or another, depending on which country you're in. But, but yeah, other than that, don't know much about her. Uh, she was chairperson of state run of oh, the state run state bank of India for nearly four. Wow. Four decades. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so the most interesting news I had is this company that they raised $1.3 million, just a little, a little seed round, I guess, because um, that is not much money, to build a better UX for Salesforce. Really? They're, yeah, they're called Adaptation, but it's two Ds and two Ps. They, they have a what they call like a practical design layer on top of Salesforce and other enterprise tools. That's weird. Isn't, uh, that, said their goal, isn't that pretty much what Squid is? It, 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 I mean, it, it is reminiscent of Squid. I don't know if that, I don't think it works in the same way. Squid, I don't, I, I think they're doing different things. Um, Squid is like, if you're going to build custom things on Salesforce, you know, Squid is this nice, you know, UI toolkit, but also has all these other abstractions to make dealing with Salesforce, you know, coding and, and building things better. This sounds like it's something to 
just replace Salesforce's UI. And there's another one that does that too, um, that we've talked about before. What is it called? Um, is it Sales Loft? Sales Loft? Don't they do that? I don't know. You know, we've, we've talked I mean, about this. I could this see the they, benefit of something like that for, say, communities or something, but I don't know about replacing the everyday UI. Yeah, I mean... That's a tough beast to keep a track of. It is. It's, um, it's, it's ambitious, and I, and I get the need for it because we all know that in lots of, lots of ways and times, you know, Salesforce's UI isn't ideal. And, but anyway, they said their goal is to help... Um, I say our goal is to make simple, easy-to-use Salesforce solutions built on the... Okay, hang on. That's just meaningless blather. Let's see. Oh, my gosh. More meaningless blather. I'm trying to find actual... Okay, they look at they look at a company's workflow and what issue they're trying to solve. Then they they help build tools and an interface to make it easy easier to pinpoint this information with the goal of being able to reuse whatever solutions they create for other customers. So they better hope they get uh, that uh, IP agreement when they <laughs> when they create these. <laughs> you got to sign away your your IP. Yeah, it's template driven, and they can do it in uh, no longer than two weeks for a new customer. Oh, they, they, it's built around 40 plugins for the platform, including a heat map that identifies where sales is likely to find the best opportunity to close a deal. The solutions they build are designed to work online or on mobile devices. Anyway. I mean, I, I, I guess I can see it. I guess they're trying, I mean, it's kind of something that, you know, when you're doing contract work, you kind of do anyways, is you take this very generic all-purpose Salesforce UI and you try to make it to something a little, or composite it into something more cohesive for, say, a business unit. Yep. Basically list, a um, custom console of, of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe it's like a, you know, it's like a, a UI layer on top of the kind of core, like sales processes maybe, so that, you know, for the, you know, for the 80% of the activities you use the most, you're in this thing, and then you can drop down to Salesforce when you need to do the other 20% or just rare things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, I mean, I don't know. I think it could make sense, but man, it's just one of those things. It's like an abstraction that seems super leaky. And it's, you know, it's also a moving target, I think, is the other di- issue. And you're playing in someone else's sandbox and you're yeah. tying your whole company to someone else's sandbox, which is, I don't see how people sleep at night <laughs> when they do that. Maybe that's why. I Maybe, they don't. Maybe they don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, this is starting to hit close to home. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> um, hey, what about the fact that uh, you don't have to maintain your most recent, I guess, uh, certifications? Did you see that? Your what are they called? Renewals or? Yeah, uh, I, I maintenance exams. I heard about right? that. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm kind of lacking in the cert division. <laughs> so I couldn't. I not. I couldn't be as excited as as someone who's who's got a bunch of them to maintain. Mm. Yeah, um, my maintenance exams aren't that difficult, but yeah, I don't know. I'll probably do the exam anyway, just because that's that's one way. I mean, it kind of in in to a to some degree does what it's supposed to do, which is make just make sure that you're not completely getting behind on everything. So it's probably a good idea to go ahead and do that. Does maintenance maintenance exams, even though you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I just I got depressed because I'm like I don't I don't I need to get back on that train I think. Yeah, it's um I don't know. We've uh that is a topic that we have beaten to hell and back a few times. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> maybe maybe we should revisit one of these days. <laughs> um 
Well, John, do we have, um, you know, we've, we've talked, there's been some talk yep. um, about act, maybe different activities or w- ways that we can um, keep engaged with our uh, community during these, during these trying times, John. Yeah. During this, these challenging times. We talked about a virtual <laughs> dance party. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see. No, I was thinking, um, wouldn't it, I think it's going to be cool. Like we should just do a, um, maybe like once a week, just pick a time and just do like a Slack, uh, not a Slack, what's it called? A Zoom. And just, you know, people can jump in the Zoom and we can just hang out, you know, bring them, crack a beer, whatever, you know, bring a glass of wine or some coffee, whatever you want. And we can just, uh, so a good get together and have a, have a virtual hour? hangout. It's a virtual happy Vir- hour. Virtual happy hour, huh? Ugh, my my neighborhood, the ladies in my neighborhood had a virtual happy hour the other day. And you were jealous. I didn't even know it was happening, actually. <laughs> You're like, that's a good idea. We should do that. Um, and then yeah, there was the... Um, there was the suggestion um, on trivia as well. We could combine the two. We could have the, the kind of real-time, face-to-face happy hour with trivia. Because, I mean, everyone knows you need alcohol with trivia. Yeah, not well. Yeah, because that's that's how you guarantee that I'm going to be really bad at it because I get beer brain very very quickly. <laughs> that's true. You're kind of a sponge. You know something about everything. But you we know, need that handicap. Feed me a couple of beers, and it's just it's all gone. My brain melts away. Um, I did, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this. I don't know what system you use to run the trivia or or whatever. But and I don't know if it. So I don't know if it's, you know, uh, it lends itself to combining with a happy hour type thing. But if it, if it did, that would be cool too. Yeah. Some people mentioned some, an, an app that they used, um, which basically kind of crowdsourced answers. So you give it, put out a question and then everyone kind of votes on that. Not, it's almost like a polling thing, but it gets answers or something. So I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. But every, here's the, here's the problem with this virtual trivia though, is that everyone's sitting at their computer. And so how do you keep people from cheating? The honor system. <laughs> okay you're only cheating yourself if you cheat you know that oh uh, well, I don't, you're robbing you yourself win. of the fun and the satisfaction <laughs> oh, yeah. of, of answering an, an, a question correctly yeah. uh, using you're your robbing brain your, cells so i would be robbing myself from the pain and frustration of not being able to think of anything because i've had two beers <laughs> <laughs> well see i live in a world where i can't i'm horrible at trivia so it's it's no different for me mm. i'm used yeah. to it I, I I seriously get I freeze up. Mm. Yeah, it's like I know the answer. I just cannot retrieve it right now for some reason. Yeah. And it's like you know, if you were home by yourself, or as just soon as you're driving home, you're like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. We did a few uh, beer trivia nights, and you know, I wasn't I wasn't at all much help on those. When was this? Uh, back in our days in Ohio. Oh God, yeah, that was yeah. a long time ago. What was that? Yeah, I don't think I would. Beer place or I don't, something. <laughs> oh yeah, cold, cold, cold beer and cheeseburgers. There you go. No. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would pick you as my as my trivia partner, John. Sorry. No, 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 no offense. <laughs> None taken. I wouldn't pick me either. <clears throat> All right. Well, I don't really, John. I don't have a lot to. I don't have much more interesting content, and. I, like I said, I I just mainly wanted to, and, and I don't know, I think we should, maybe this is even easier too. It'll be easier for us, but we need to, um, maybe we do one later this week too, just a quick recording, depends on, I don't know, what happened. Another thing I thought, would, just on the idea of like, how do we 
just get other people involved um, since I think people need to be involved, you know, um, is we could do a, could you do a big Zoom or Google Hangout and just record it and then put that in the feed? Is that a thing? I, I think so. It just depends because I, I know Zoom only allows a certain number of people depending on what pricing tier you're on, I think. Yeah. You know what I think would work better? I've seen shows do this where you, it's not like you let just everyone in, but um, you, um, people kind of dial in. So you let people just come in one at a time, like they Skype in or whatever. And we could always go and, to YouTube and use their live chat and, I don't know, record ourselves. I mean, can people, I mean, I, I want their audio and I want them to be able to come on the show and talk to us. And they, they take, you know, they take turns, ask questions, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know, something to think about. I don't know how that would work logistically or if there's a tool for that. In fact, I heard um, uh, your buddy Dan Benjamin talking about um, there's some kind of software that he's run before, but he's, I think he said he was looking for something better. But it's, a, it's like one of these things where people can call in and you literally, like, it's one of those where you, you put them on hold and they, they're hearing the show while they're on hold live. But then when they're actually put into the show, then, they, then they're really live, you know, and then they're, they're sharing their audio. So... I don't know if we have to have any kind of fancy system. I've seen shows just allow people to come in one at a time on Skype. That seems to work. That might. It's not work. like we're gonna have like. It's not like we're gonna have ten thousand people, you know, trying to call in. So yeah, I don't know. That might. Anyway, work. I don't know. Something to think about. I think we need to do something. Um, I think people need to be in. You know, people need need something. Need to hang out and be involved and stay social, even though uh, we are all isolated and we're social distancing. Agreed. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't really have much else of anything either. I would love to hear, you know, if anybody else has anything they want us to talk about, topics, hell, even a question for trivia. Let's let's get that going. That going. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get some obscure trivia questions. <clears throat> That's fine. That's all the better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But if we're hosting, we can't win, so that means the pressure's off me. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, you're, yeah. You're, should we have a trivia night? And is there a prize? Well, there has to be a prize. Stickers. We'll, we'll figure something out. Ooh, the coveted uh, coasters. The coasters. Um, <laughs> m- we still have mugs, right? Oh, we got a ton of mugs. Mm-hmm. Mugs are awesome. Are just, People like those mugs. Those are just really expensive <clears throat> Sorry for yelling. overseas. I just, I couldn't stop. Yeah, we, no, <laughs> no, we, we, we probably couldn't send those overseas, but we could send them domestically. Yeah. And if we can't, if we can't uh, send you a mug overseas, then uh, we'll, uh, I don't know. PayPal you some money so you can buy, go buy yourself a beer. <laughs> we'll buy you a, a, a beer. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to those apps where you could buy someone a beer? I don't know. I mean, I just saw one actually on this, um, what's this website called? Infected2020.com, which I think just tracks this for the United States, but I'm not sure. Um, he has a thing at the bottom. Um, buy me a cup of coffee. And you click it, and it, I think you can donate or something. Yeah. Kofi, ko-fi.com is the service, I guess. Uh, or the tip, you know, tip jar. What was that? Wasn't there a tip jar service? I think it was literally called tip jar. Anyway. It, it, these Sorry. things all exist, John. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is like think of it and it, poof, it, it exists. Because everything's already been done. It has. You, there's, no, there's no new ideas. Anyway, okay. Well, we will. the idea that matters. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's carry this conversation over to Slack over the next couple of days, figure something out, 
and uh, we will we will be back on the air at some point, hopefully soon, just to stay in touch and and uh, again, for better or worse, uh, put our uh, voices in people's ear holes so they have something to listen to to keep them sane. Um, and that's about I it. John. I wouldn't promise sanity, but sure. Mm, well, maybe the opposite. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. There you go. Go ahead, John. Take it away. No, I was just trying to cue you up. Okay. Yeah, so share us on the socials. Uh, join our Slack if you haven't already. GoodDaySirPodcast.com. Click on Community. That's where we will uh, continue this conversation. And that's also where you will find out about uh, when, if any of this stuff <laughs> will actually happen. Um, you can email us at info at GoodDaySirPodcast.com. And uh, you can send us questions or show topics, uh, feedback. And you can also, if you put uh, the word stickers in the subject, just to make it easier for me, uh, I can send you stickers. I think the Postal Service still runs. I don't know. No promises. It does. I yeah. was there yesterday. It? Okay. Um, anyway, that's all I got. Everybody be safe. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Yep. And to that, I say good day, sir. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs>